0: It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.
1: Bonjour, bonsoir, I'm Simon Marcel. Welcome to The Rendezvous. And the accent is French, français. Let's start the show with a question for you. And i got to be honest with me. Have you ever thrown out something of your partners without telling them And so I wanted to know, and I posted that very question on my social media at Rendezvous Radio, and here are the results of, have you ever thrown out something of your partners without telling them? 76% of you said, yes, I have. And 24% of you said, nope, I have never thrown out something of my partners without telling them. Well, shame on me, I have. Out of jealousy. I found a a, a picture of an ex-boyfriend of hers way back when, by the window that went (laughs) and <laughs> I never told her that. Anyway, it's a long time ago, so it doesn't count anymore, but that's the honest truth. You call that next on The Rendezvous, 855-905-8255. If you look back in your memory and you can pick up one page of that romantic book of your life, what page would it be and what page would you want to share with me? 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Sonia.
0: Bonjour Simon.
1: Bonjour. So you have a page of love, of a history of love, of romance that you want to share with me and I want to know what it is.
0: Okay. Well, um, I was really, really stressed out. I had a lot going on. Um at one time I felt like I was literally I felt like I was on the verge of a breakdown. Um, oh. and I live with my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So, um, he told me that he asked me to be home on a certain day. He's like, our contractor needs to come by the house. Um, and can you come home from work early and, you know, meet him at four o'clock? So I came home, um, and I waited for the contractor. And when the door rang, of course I expected to see, um, uh, you know, Peter there, but he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Instead, it was my boyfriend holding a, a, a bouquet of flowers. And, uh, he was with, uh, his friend who does, um, at home massages. So he announced that he'd, you know, paid her to come over and give me an hour and a half stone massage with lavender oils. And, uh, it was amazing. It was heavenly. It was everything I needed without having to ask.
1: Wow. How did that make you feel?
0: Uh, it was, it made me feel really loved and also hurt. I think it's, um, you know, I think I didn't directly tell him that I was on the verge of a breakdown but he could just just from knowing me he could tell that I was not myself and that I was really frayed and um, I just think it was so I mean just beyond thoughtful to to take the initiative rather than just sort of being you know annoyed by my distance or whatever I think he just really saw the stress mm-hmm. that I was under and took action and um, that's why I'm planning to marry him um, <laughs> down the line because he is mm-hmm. that
2: type of
1: person? I love that. Well, listen, that, yeah. that you know, caring is loving, and, and paying attention is an expression of love. And that, yeah. Right? And so we got to exactly. give him credit. Yeah.
0: Exactly.
1: It's, it's when your partner is down that you're going to pay more attention than when they're up.
0: Yep. Better right? or worse.
1: Mm-hmm. And better or worse. Absolutely. Rain or shine.
0: <laughs> That's right.
1: Okay. Sonia, thank you so much for sharing that story, and hey, uh, have a good you. night in the holiday season.
0: You too. I really appreciate it. Take
1: care. Thank you, et bonsoir. Bonsoir. Changing gears, I'm going to go to my email because somebody is lost, confused, heartbroken, and they want to know how to trust again in a relationship. So, that's coming up next. You're listening to The Rendezvous, and you have a question for me, but you can't dial in. Just email me your question at therendezvousshow.com. Trish, what's going on with Jesse now?
0: Jesse says, bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour, Jessie.
0: I'm 24 years old, and I'm kind of a shy person. I wanted to call in, but wasn't sure I would not get too nervous and hang up. You see, I'm lost here. I'm young, but I've experienced heartbreak so much in my life, I'm afraid it's made me bitter and totally distrusting. Hmm. My wife left me February of 2018. Her departure has made me so angry and closed off. I want to try and find someone again, but I'm so afraid of being open and vulnerable. How do I learn to trust again?
1: That's a good question, Jesse. When everything is going down around you, and the universe kind of broke down around you, how can you find trust again in a new relationship? I'm going to tell you that next. So stay with me. How would you find your self-esteem again, your confidence? It's, let's say, like, Jesse who just sent me that email that, you know, you got a bad breakup, you feel lost, you're young, and, you know, the, the heartbreak left you, you know, really afraid uh, and kind of bitter and, and totally frustrated because, you know, it, a heartbreak is hard to rebound from. So how, how do you get trust again for the next relationship? You trust yourself. And remember one thing. Who doesn't dare doesn't leave meaning you got nothing to lose. And maybe you don't rush to the next relationship. Maybe you just date. You go on multiple dates. You talk. You feel better. And once you feel the chemistry, when the stars are aligned in the universe, then naturally and organically you go for it. Until then, just take your time and date. Online date if you want. Okay? Good luck to you, Jesse. It's coming back, I guarantee it to you, even if it takes time. It's like the beauty of nature. Everything comes back season after season. And just like actually you calls and you questions, they're next on The Rendezvous at 855-905-8255. You have a question about your relationship? 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Karina.
3: Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour, Karina. How can I help you tonight? What's going on? So my
3: question is about um, finances at Christmas. My husband's family spends a ton of money on everyone, and so we are expected to spend a ton of money on them. And I was raised where it's much more about like one small, meaningful gift. So what happens is that we end up spending not very much money on my family and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars on his family, and it feels very unfair to me because I feel like we're like favoring his family over mm-hmm. mine when it comes to gifts. And I'm just not sure how to handle it without feeling like a Grinch.
1: I, I get it. Uh, my question is why you guys are spending so much on his and so little on yours. What's the basis for like, an unfair distribution of gifts?
3: Well, my family doesn't really expect that. And so I try to pick a really thoughtful gift that's like around, let's say, $50 for each person. Sure. and then we're done. But his family, it's like, you might find a really thoughtful gift for $50, but then you're still expected to just buy more stuff.
2: To oh, I Like see. a
3: 200 or $300 And my husband's reasoning as well. If that's what they're spending on us, so it wouldn't be fair. But I'm like, isn't it about the gift itself? Not just money, you know?
1: It, yeah, but money is a, is, a, is a cause of many problems in many, many relationships. So I have a solution for you. How about... You guys decide whatever amount of money uh total both of you will spend on both family whether it's like uh, 400 500 600 whatever the amount is mm-hmm. and that amount is now cut in two parts 50-50 let's say 300 for one family 300 for the others like this it's fair it's square and it's balanced for both families and it doesn't yeah. put you or him awkward you just do what you can it's called I do what I can right so okay I think that before we discuss who's getting what, more importantly is what's the budget we can spend, not what other people expect us to spend. Mm. And after that, we have a budget. We split 50-50.
3: Awesome.
1: I like that. All right, Now Well, I'm glad I could help a little bit. And I wish you and your husband a happy holiday season.
3: Oh, thank you very much.
1: You're welcome. Et bonsoir. Bonsoir. Talking about presents, I got to ask you, would you rather tell your partner what you want or your partner to guess what you want. And that is coming up next on The Rendezvous. I got a question for you. For the holidays, would you rather tell your partner what you want precisely, and where to get it, or would you rather have your partner guess exactly what you want? And there's really two school of thoughts for this because I know one side will say maybe, you know, I found it a proof of love that my partner knows me so well. Then I don't have to tell him because he's paying attention to me. He's listening to me. He's caring. And so I don't have to tell him because obviously, if you love me, you know me. If you know me, you know what I want. Right. And and I get that. Although for that, I would say if that was true, then there would not be, I don't know, like 60 million Americans going back to the mall the next day after Christmas, returning the gifts. Right. Option number two is why maybe it would be better to tell what we want instead of guessing. Let me make a case for that next. Stay with me. Would you rather have your partner guess what you want for Christmas or for the holidays or have your partner know what you want and tell him? So first case, people say, yes, you know, if you love me, you know me. If you know me, you know what I want. Option two. You tell what you want. That's what we do in my family, by the way. We say to each other, what do you want, what do you want, and that's it. So there is never returning to the mall or anywhere else because we're super happy to get what we want. For instance, I've asked my parents for very nice gloves because I live in Chicago, and here they are. So that works. Now, I know maybe it's not very romantic, but if you have a partner, you don't want to disappoint your partner. So either you are for sure knowing what they want or, my advice, ask them. Nothing wrong with asking anything to your partner, right? It's a good dialogue to have. It's exciting. That's my recommendation about this. You call the next 855-905-8255. If you want to share a love story with me, very simple. Dial 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Sabina.
4: Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour, Sabina. So you have a love story you said you want to share with me on the rendezvous. Yes.
4: Yes, it's actually about me and my husband.
1: Oh, good. Go ahead.
4: Well, you know, we met when we were both just starting out in college, and it was a funny just kind of walking past each other, caught each other's eye, and we dated for a short time, and then we separated. But when we got back together, it was about four years later, Mm -hmm. and he was a... Firefighter, paramedic, he was in school for it,
3: wow. and
4: he had a he had a 24-hour shift the next day.
3: Mm-hmm. It was
4: the only day that I had off to spend time with him. So he drove up an hour and a half to come to where I was living to take me out, mm-hmm. even though he had to be at a 7 a.m. shift the very next day. We went out, we took walks along the boardwalk, we had a beautiful dinner. He, he pulled out all the stops for it.
2: <laughs>
4: and it was just, it was perfect. Walking under the stars with him after four years of being apart. Yes. It was amazing. And he told me that night that he wanted to marry me. Oh, that night? Yes. Yes. He wanted to marry me. It wasn't a question yet. It was just because we were talking about what we wanted in the future.
1: And he, oh, I see. Okay. How did that make you. you feel?
4: Oh, my gosh. Butterflies aren't even comparable to
3: <laughs> <laughs> the,
4: the, oh, my goodness, giddy, jittery feeling that I had. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. And we got married about three years later. Mm-hmm. And it was perfect, but nothing beats that reconnecting date I, I, where I just I fell in love with him all over again.
1: Second chance, yeah, yeah. no, definitely. really, second chance. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this laugh, Sabina. You know what's wonderful is that many of us, you know, sometimes doubt the second chance. And when you say a story like this, that you know, sometimes you, we break up with somebody and mm-hmm. we say, "Oh, it didn't work the first time. I'm not going to give it a chance." You just you just prove the contrary that sometimes. You give a second chance, and it's the man or the woman or the partner of your life. So thank you so much for sharing that inspirational story, Sabina.
4: Thank you again. Have a wonderful holiday.
1: You too, and your husband too, and uh, bonsoir.
4: Bonsoir.
1: Question for you. Would you give a second chance to somebody you broke up with? Let's talk about that next. Have you ever had a situation where you broke up with somebody And then years later, you meet again and you wonder, should I give this person a second chance? Knowing it didn't work the first time for whatever reason. Let's open up the reasons from not compatible, stress, cheating, everything. No matter what, it didn't work out. And then you meet again years later, and then you have to ask yourself, do I believe in second chance for a relationship? Same people, but a few years later, would you say yes or no? And how would you know what to do? I have, I believe, the right answer for this one. So stay with me because that's going to be the tip of the night. (laughs) Next on the rendezvous. So say you've broken up with somebody years ago. And it's life. Sometimes you see the person again and you decide to have coffee, for instance. And you have a lovely conversation. And you start to feel a little bit again of those same butterflies you've had years ago. But your memory goes, "Uh uh-uh, you got hurt before, it didn't work out, and it's the same him or same her in front of you, and it's still you. So why would you give a second chance to somebody after it didn't work the first time? Well, there is, I think, one reason. If in your intuition you feel it's the right thing to do, you are right on. Because my insight and my experience is that especially for women, they have an intuition that is never, never wrong. And that's the basis of what I believe now, that if you follow your intuition, you will never be wrong, including in giving or not giving a second chance. Just keep that in mind. You don't know your intuition. Or you can always call me, 855-905-8255. Any question about your relationship, 855 905 8255. Bonjour, Kelly.
2: Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour. How can I help you tonight?
2: Um, Well, I've uh, been dating my boyfriend for about three months, and he's ready to move in. But I don't feel like I'm there yet, but I don't want it to ruin our relationship if I tell him no, because I think we might break up if I do. Okay. So what should I do?
1: Okay, so you feel you're not ready for him to move in, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why?
2: Well, I don't know. I feel like we just—it's uh, only been three months. You know, we just—we're still in that—you know—getting to know each other mm-hmm. phase, and I don't know.
1: Are you guys exclusive?
2: Um, I'd like to think we are. That's again, we haven't really had that talk. I—I I think he's exclusive with me because he. He wants to move in, but I I don't know. I, I'm assuming yes.
1: Okay, so that shows the uncertainty of where you guys are after three months, which is normal, is the arguments for you when you talk to him of why you don't think it's the right time for him to move in. Yes. Guys, you say, listen, we're not exclusive yet. I would like us to give us another six months to a year. I'm not in a hurry. So, you know, the answer is no, and let's get to know each other. I find it like you. I find it too, too fast, too soon. But... If your intuition, especially, says it's not the right time, it is not. So you got to be strong but kind, and that's the way it goes.
2: Okay, I'm just, I, I'm just afraid that.
1: Yeah, what are you afraid of? Won't. I um, I don't
2: know. Like I, I, I really, I like him, but I feel like I don't know enough about him. But I also feel that if I say no, that he's gonna want to break up.
1: But if he does. You can say to yourself, "I followed my intuition, and I did the right okay. thing." So don't worry. Listen, have confidence. You're a great woman. He can't wait to move in with you. He's not going to break up with you. It's not about the the size of your apartment or you know whatever color is your uh, you know window dressing. It's it's about you, you, right. and you only. <laughs> okay. Right. He is okay. crazy about you. I don't think he's crazy about the place. The place is secondary. Okay.
2: Okay. <laughs>
1: so show confidence, please.
2: All right. I appreciate right. it. Thank you. Thank
1: you for calling, and have a good night.
2: Good
1: night. I'll be right back with more Rendezvous. Thank you so much for spending the evening with me. I know it's late. I know you've had a long day. Maybe you're like me, you're working at night, or maybe you're just finishing your day. And really, thank you so much for tuning in to the Rendezvous. It means the world to me. It really does. I want to finish the show with one little quote, something I, I saw, and I really like it when it comes to relationships. It says, If you take care of things, they last, including relationships. I love that. Because if we don't take care of our relationships, we just think that on their own, because we're together, they will last forever, they fail. So let's keep that in mind to finish this show. If you take care of things, they last, including relationships. Thanks again for being with me tonight on The Rendezvous, and have a good night. Bonsoir.
0: The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.